Hello, everybody. God bless you, and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. We're just so excited to have you here and join us as we share with you over the next several moments some wonderful things from the Word of God. And we've prayed and believed God and know that what we say today, we have confidence in the Lord that it's going to be a blessing to, to you. And the Holy Ghost has a way on the inside of you to make it so personal right where you need to hear the wisdom in certain areas of your life. You know, God knows all hearts, and He knows what you're thinking. He knows what you need for today, and we're believing we're going to give you some good things that are like daily manna, just like the Israelites said in the wilderness. And you can always find us at terrymize.com, terrymizeministries.org, and we are there for you. Uh, the uh, preaching schedule that Terry and I have for the rest of the year is there and then all of the products and good things we're about to roll out some really good stuff and um, just show you what we have available for you believe in God that it's going to be a tremendous help to the kingdom of God well darling let's get started today and talk to the folks about the good things that we have on our heart from the word of God we've been busy you think <laughs> yes we have been very busy my goodness gracious Sometimes you're busy working like the devil for the Lord. I'll yeah. tell you what, our schedule has been really, really tight. I didn't intend for it to be that way. Yeah. And uh, I was talking to uh, some folks at dinner um, <clears throat> and just was telling them that our schedule actually between now and Christmas is pretty pretty hectic yeah. and pretty slammed. And we're it just sure crisscrossing uh, the United States and crisscrossing the world. That's right. I mean, we're going northwest, east, and south. I guess so. In fact, we're going to be in Canada, two different provinces of Canada. Right. Uh, one uh, in in a two weeks, or I guess in ten days. In ten days a yeah. week, and uh, we're going to be in in Winnipeg. In, or excuse me, not in Winnipeg, but we're flying into Winnipeg. Right. Uh, and then going down south of Winnipeg to a little town called Winkler. And our dear friends, Walter and Karen Inns, pastor a great church there in Winkler. Right. And we've ministered for them uh, for several years running. And they partner right. with us in missions. And we just always feel like we make a good deposit when we're in their church. Their church is hungry. They're excited. They're ready for the gospel. They're ready for the word. And uh, they're always looking to hear uh, from heaven. Right. And then, uh, <clears throat> and then a few weeks after that, we'll be in Montreal. I mean, way up north, you know, in the middle wow. of October. <laughs> and um, we're going to be doing. The pastor there is just so hungry. Uh, he he asked me to do a, mon- a a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and we just couldn't pull off the Thursday because of our schedule. So we said, well, we'll do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Right. And then just today, he sent an email and said, uh, could we add day meetings to it? So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, would we do day meetings as well as the four nights of evening meetings? So I'm excited about that. Anytime you have hungry people, you know. That's a dream meeting. Oh, yeah, that says, hey, would you stay over extra? And hey, would you do more meetings? Yes. That's tremendous. So we're going to be there in Montreal. Uh, and uh, that that's just going to be a tremendous time. And then in the meantime, we go to Florida. This weekend. Florida, our good friends Bob and Nid Romando, longtime friends and longtime partners, very dear friends. They've been to Thailand with me a number right. of times, a number of occasions. Nid is actually from Thailand. Right. And when Bob was in the military back during the Vietnam era, uh, the military endeavors there, and then he was stationed uh, uh, in uh, Thailand and met Nid 
and they weren't even Christians. And they, Isn't that they, something? They met and what got a married testimony they have! And uh, moved back to the states and <laughs> been here all these years. And and uh, you know, Bob's from the Bronx in, in New, New York. York. And even though he's lived in Florida all these years, he still sounds like he's from the Bronx. I know they do such a good work. <coughs> and very very great people. Great they church. really are. And we love going there, love ministering there, and I've been ministering for them a long, long time, and they partner with us. Right. Um, uh, they partner with us actually personally, just uh, Bob and Nid, and then partner with us from the church. So we get two checks from them every month. We're so month. grateful. And uh, so we're looking forward to being with them, looking forward to preaching the Word, and uh, just excited about it, and excited about what God's doing, Renee. No, I know. There's there's just wonderful things on the calendar, and we've got, like I said, like Terry said, we'll be in Malta. We're going to be... You know, and different places. I mean, just astounding, and up in the north, in Indiana, Ohio, Virginia. Well, Malta is going to be a special thing. Special. It's going to be something we really, really want our partners and friends to pray about. And of course, we're going to be in Hawaii as well. Right. Uh, Two s- churches there. Slide, slide Hawaii in between both the Canadian, <laughs> the Canadian meetings. But we're going to be at the great uh, church, Faith Family Fellowship in Maui. And then uh, Kona Christian Fellowship on uh, on Kona on the Big Island on the right, Kona side, right? And uh, with uh, Roy and Marcia Gomes there in Kona, and then with uh, Carolyn and uh, Herman uh, Hapto in uh, Maui, and yeah. uh, that church has been a been a long. I've, I preached at that church uh, through three different pastors. Yes, and uh, when I started preaching years. there about thirty years ago, right. Les Brown was a pastor. And then uh, Wayne, uh, Wayne and Robin Hancock after that, and they've just moved to the mainland, and now Carolyn and Herman are pastoring, and so we're going to go over and continue speaking into them. They've asked me for years to be the apostle to that church, and so we're going to go and speak into their lives, right. and then zoom straight back to the States. I can't even go home. Don't even have time to go home. We're just going to have to uh, overnight in Dallas and then head straight to Montreal, Canada, and uh, uh, somehow we're going to have to get a change of uh, clothing <laughs> from our Hawaii clothes that's to right. our Montreal clothes because that's, that's going right. to be different. And then coming back from Montreal, we don't even get to go home from there, but we're going straight into a great missionary conference that we've done for a number of years for our dear friends Ken and Angel Harbaum in uh, Easton. They have the uh, best missionary conference. Ohio, yeah, My just outside goodness. of Dayton, between Dayton, Ohio, and the Indiana Missionaries State Missionaries from line. all over the world. There's a little town out there, and right, their church is right out in the cornfield. <laughs> and they have a great, that, they, that church, even before Ken became the pastor, when he was a little boy attending that church, they had wonderful missions conferences. And so as Ken grew up and actually took the church that he was raised in, then uh, he, of course, had a marvelous missions vision because of that church having the missions conferences all those years. And uh, he himself goes to Africa a number of times a year. And, and uh, then they support us in missions, uh, both from the church and from uh, Ken and uh, Angel's uh, traveling ministry as well. And we always love being in that conference. They do a good missions conference. They bring in missionaries from all over and uh, uh, they have several categories of missionaries, some that they're real close to and that they support, others that they're just getting to know and, and, and are having them to come anyway. Uh, but it's it's always a tremendous time to minister, speak into the lives of those missionaries. And so it's uh, and it kind of like old home week for us. We get to see friends and people that are missionaries that we respect, and uh, <clears throat> we look forward to seeing every oh, year. And then we wonderful. go straight from there to... Uh, uh, Virginia and right. minister for our dear friends Kevin and Melinda Gartsky as we right. do about this same time every year and go straight into Brother Copeland's meeting then. Brother Copeland always has a meeting 
around Veterans Day in right. Washington, D.C., actually in it's a little town called Woodbridge, Virginia, right outside. It's called meeting. the Washington, D.C. Victory Campaign. Oh, my goodness. And I've goodness. always liked it. Jackie it's and I wonderful. used to go to it, and then after Jackie went to heaven, then I went to it by myself, and then since you and I have married, then you've gone with me. Yes, it's And I meeting. love that meeting because it's just, you, you don't have all the other speakers, and of course all those other speakers are friends of mine, and I enjoy listening to them, but it's easiest to run into a three-day meeting you know, instead of a five or six day meeting and just hear Kenneth and Gloria minister the word of God. Oh, it's an and excellent so it's meeting. just such an outstanding meeting to go to, to that. And so we'll, we'll go to that. And then, uh, from there, we've got to get ourselves, we're going to try to catch Mark Barkley. As uh, soon as we, as yeah. soon as we leave Washington, DC, he's going to be in, uh, uh, in uh, uh, Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and I'm not even sure we can do that because we have got to get to Malta. And of course, on the on the very the day the Sunday morning right after Brother Copeland's meeting, we'll be with James Lavender uh, there in uh, right there by Dulles Airport in Washington D.C. And then yeah. and then we're wow. trying to make it where we can arrange our schedule to get to uh, a day of Brother Barclay's meetings there in Gatlinburg. Love Mark and Vicky and tremendous ministry. Uh, but we are dealing with having to get to Europe. And right. to our Malta conference, and, and yeah. I, I think I mentioned to you last last podcast, or maybe the one before that, that Malta is going to be our next big outlay of cash uh, expenses wise, uh, and, and the thing that we're really looking forward to to just to end the year uh, with the major missions pastors conference because Malta sits out in the middle of the ocean, the Mediterranean, and so we when we're there we pull pastors from Africa, God sends us pastors from Africa, from Tunisia, from Egypt. Uh, from Libya, from uh, across that, su- that that northern border of Africa, and then across the southern border of Europe, from Italy and from Greece and from no, Spain, right. even from the UK, UK, from England, and so we just really look forward to that. <clears throat> and this year, I have a special thing in my spirit. I believe, I believe God's going to move and touch those pastors in a special way and minister to them. I do too. And of course, uh, that costs us some money for us to get there with our travel and our hotels and our airfare and our expense, but then to help those pastors and pay for their food and, and, and bless them and minister to them. So uh, you guys believe with us and set your faith with us what God might have you do on that meeting and, and to help us bless those pastors. But then just believe God for our strength and our uh, our, our keeping on, keeping on. No, that's right. And uh, the things that we need to do and, and, and because we won't get back. We'll miss Thanksgiving because of being in Malta and then we'll miss the first week of December. So when we get back, it's going to be about Christmas time and uh, we'll have to start winding down to, to, to do Christmas. And, and mo- most churches don't like to do uh, to have travel ministers in during uh, the, the latter part of December because Christmas is coming and New Year's. And so uh, we'll get to be home you know, a week or two and that'll be, that'll be something different for this year. No, that's right. That's right. And, and the reason we do that is because Matthew 24, 14 Boy, you got says that, right. Jesus that, the good, said. that this good news of the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then shall the end yep. come. Jesus said this gospel this shall, 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 will. Must, must shall be preached in all, all the world, there. and that's why as a witness to every nation. Right. And then the end shall come. The end shall Everybody come. always says, "But tell you, when's the end coming? When's the end coming? When is Jesus coming? Yeah. When's the rapture? When we get when's to this? all when nations? This? Well, when we get when we get the gospel to the world, we're not. That's right. God's not waiting. We're not waiting on God. God's waiting on us. Well, and then in that very same chapter, it says that you also must be ready, therefore. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour when people do not expect Him. And so we have to get the church ready. 
we have to encourage the pastors. No, the pastors right. have got to get the people ready. The world, the Christian world, has to be ready for the coming of the Lord. And we have to pass on all of the things that God has given us in the no, revelation, right. the preaching exactly of right. the Word of God. We have to do it under the anointing. We have to do it by the power of the Holy Ghost. And it has to be the right information. We have to watch over ourselves so we don't preach the wrong thing at the wrong time. No, that's true. That we don't get our we don't get <laughs> deceived. We don't get lazy about it. That we stay strong in the Lord and we preach the Word of God. So I want to encourage all of you today. <laughs> you know, the this same chapter of Matthew 20 24, which is an outstanding chapter. I think you ought to well, just. I, guess so. I think you ought to take Matthew 24 about at least once a month and read it out loud to yourself. It says that sky and earth will pass away, but God said, "My words will not pass <coughs> away." Me. Well, that's the prophet Jesus. You know, people right. always say, "Oh, but there's right. so many prophesied this and so many prophesied that, and the, the you know the world may end tonight and right. may come tonight." Right. And I always say, "Well, you know, there's a prophet that I know about named Jesus. Remember, remember him. Right. Remember Jesus." <laughs> Jesus said, he's, he's the best prophet I know. He said, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached, will be preached, must be preached right. to all the world as a witness to every nation, and then shall the end come. Doesn't matter how many blood moons come along. Right. Doesn't matter how many uh, other things come along. That's right. No matter how many camels under how many tents come along, it just doesn't make any difference. <laughs> Jesus said, this gospel of the kingdom right. shall be preached. That's it shall. Right. Well, and then shall the end come. When you read this whole chapter and you begin to put parts, uh, put it all together step by step, he says, watch therefore and give strict attention. Be cautious and active. I love this in the Amplified. For you do not know in what kind of day or whether a near or a remote one, your Lord is coming. We don't know the exact hour that God's that Jesus is coming. No, we don't. But it's our responsibility. This verse says you need to pay attention. Give strict attention to what day you live in so that right. you can be ready to preach the gospel. Because we do know the season. No, that's right. That's we don't right. know the hour, but we do know the season. Brother Lester Summerall said many, many years ago, he said the greatest harvest into the kingdom of God will be in the last three months, the season, just before Jesus comes. Well, I believe it. And I believe and I want to be part of it. Yeah, 90 days before Jesus just comes. Just be looking for me <laughs> preaching. I always think about that as a season. What will I be doing? I want to be winning souls 90 days before no, Jesus exactly comes. Right. And so I want to encourage all of you, even in Matthew 24, it talks of, gives you a prayer to pray that when you see these things coming and he talks about all these things that uh, how your, your attitude is supposed to be he says now in verse 20 pray that your flight in other words when you begin to see things changing in the earth and the sword goes through the land and there's calamity he says you need to pray this way that your flight won't be in winter that it won't be on the sabbath that there won't it won't uh, nobody in your family will be pregnant. <laughs> I mean, there's some serious things in there to pray about the the end time and the coming sure. of the Lord, so that we're prepared. God doesn't want us unprepared. He wants us prepared and ready for the coming of the Lord. And He wants your life to be, as Jeremiah 31 says, like a watered garden, ready to obey God. You know, Dean, my first husband, always would say. He says we don't organize God. You know how so many churches have everything so organized in their service. He said, we don't organize God, but we organize us to go with God. No, that's right. And that's what Matthew 24 is talking about. He doesn't want you to be ignorant, unaware, unprepared, and then miss 
all the things that God's trying to do in the last days and whatever your part is. You know, right now we're living in a time, Terry, here as we, as we prepare for the coming of the Lord, that every prayer counts, every offering counts, every church attendance counts, every time you show up at church, every time you pray a prayer, every time you're faithful, every time you minister the Word of God, all of that is so important because other you influence people for the kingdom of God. You pray and destinies are changed. A believer can pray and pull down strongholds. A believer can pray and many souls will get one in some other remote part of the world. So the church, like you've taught so many times, is in authority. Absolutely. And we've got to stay in authority. And I tell you, these are the last of the last yeah, days. Yeah, right, right. And uh, we've got to be winning souls. You know, I, I taught a message that people, a lot of people were talking about. Are we are we reaching the, the lost or are we just teach, teaching teach, the taught? Right, Nothing right. wrong with teaching the taught. I'm right. happy to teach the taught. We go That's in churches right. every week. We're not in the mission fields overseas. We're church in a church somewhere. Best preaching the gospel, preaching right. to the church, preaching to the Christian. I don't have any problem with that. But that's not to be confused with no, that's right. the Great Commission. Just teaching the taught is not what we're called to do. It's not what Jesus died for. It's not what Jesus commanded us. It's not what the Great Commission is. He gave us the Great Commission five times. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts. Five right. times right. Jesus told us to get the gospel to the world, to go to the lost, to go to the dying, to go to the perishing, right. to go to the dark, and, and bring them light and rescue them uh, from a devil's hell to win souls. That's the Great Commission. And that's what every Christian in every church must be about. And if your church is not about the Great Commission, right. you're missing God. If you're an individual Christian and you're not involved somehow with missions and missionaries and the Great Commission, you're missing God. Doesn't matter that's how right. much how much a church prophesies or prays or how great their praise and worship is no, or how right. great their, their their whatever how fabulous and wonderful and marvelous yeah, the right. church is if it's not a soul winning church if it's not a missions church it's missing the mark that that's Jesus right. left the church here to do. And that's what the devil, if I was the devil, that's what I'd do. I'd, I'd get the church off on other things, right. good things, mind you, good yeah. things, but I'd keep them away from winning souls because right. that's the great commission. That's what Jesus died for. I've said for decades, Jesus never died for a sinner, for a Christian. He right. died for sinners. sinners. Well, and you know, it's like <clears throat> like the, the old saying goes, good is the enemy of best. Sure. And then there's nothing more the dangerous. The church is than... <laughs> always doing good things, but they get so busy doing good things, they don't get around to the best things. That's right. And there's nothing more dangerous than a bored church member. Somebody Except that a bored is, preacher. A bored preacher, a bored <laughs> church member. And uh, when you get bored, people, they start complaining. Then they start criticizing. Keep them winning souls. Keep and, them looking yeah, to missions. Just, keep them supporting missions. Then they're dissatisfied. And they'll never get bored and never get dissatisfied. Right. You know, and that old spirit of dissatisfaction that, that stalks the earth and certainly America. You know, the devil was Lucifer, the number four man in heaven, leading praise and worship. I mean, he had it made for eternity, he got to bask in the Shekinah glory of God, That's living right. in heaven with God every day. And Renee, he got dissatisfied. Isn't that crazy? How is that even possible? He got dissatisfied. Right in the very And all of a sudden, he heaven. said, I want more, I want more, I want more, I want more. And so he came up with this idea. said, hey, I got an idea. I'm going to rise up the sides of the north and overthrow the great king. And I'm going to be God. I'm going to kick God out and I'm going mean, to run the delusional. place. That's what dissatisfaction God, God kicked him out and Jesus said, I was there the day it happened. I, I saw him fall like lightning he from heaven. He just looked like lightning. Well, and, then, and then Eve was the same way. Adam and Eve were in crazy, the Garden of Eden. Crazy, crazy, They had gold crazy. in the land. They had all those animals, all those plants. 
God came down and talked with them in the cool of the day. Every day took Eve by the hand, took Adam by the hand, and they just tiptoed to the tulips together, basking in the Shekinah glory of God, and Eve got dissatisfied and said, you know, I want more. Isn't that something? Boy, that's dangerous. When the devil himself, he sows dissatisfaction. And then Eve herself could fall for dissatisfaction Somebody make you feel dissatisfied. Yeah, no joke. I mean, she had the best of the best of the best of the best. She lived in the Garden of Eden. Well, it's linked to delusion. For Satan to think that he could overthrow Almighty God, for Eve to think there was someplace else better than where she was, is delusional. Sure it is. So dissatisfaction, delusional, causes people to be uh, disobedient and then they're just discarded in a way out of the things of God. They they put themselves over in an area where they're just no longer fruitful. And that's what happens to lots of Christians. You know, Christians just have to stay on. Yeah. (laughs) You know, just stay (laughs) on. Always ready. Always be ready to do something for God. I remember sitting in my office in Guadalajara, Mexico, yeah. back in 1974. What is that, 44 years ago? Yeah. And I was sitting in my office studying, praying, uh, getting ready for several services we had uh, going on. I, Jackie and I lived in Mexico. Right. And all of a sudden, a, a lady, a woman, came rushing into my office. And uh, she said, uh, uh, when she rushed in, I looked up, you know, and all she said was, she, she didn't even greet me and say, hi, Brother Terry. She just said, my baby's dying, my baby's dying, my baby's dying. And she was just almost hysterical. Oh, my. And I jumped up and ran around my desk, and, you know, I grabbed her, and I said, where's your baby? Where, 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 where? You know, I thought maybe she'd been run over in the street or something. I really? needed to run out there and find out what was going on. I said, where's your baby? Where's your baby? She said, in the hospital, in the hospital. My baby's dying. And I said, stop, slow down. I said, just tell me what's going on. And she said, my little girl, nine years old, is in the military hospital, which is one of the best hospitals in Guadalajara. And she said, this is the fifth hospital we've had her in. She has leukemia. She has cancer of the blood. She's dying. We've had her in. This is the fifth hospital, and and we've just transferred her to the the military hospital. uh, And the heads of, of of the other four hospitals gave her up to die, said there's no hope, there's no help, she's dying. So we transferred her to the military hospital, and just this morning the head of, the, the head of that hospital came in and told us there's no help, no hope, there's well, nothing they can do that she's dying, she's dying of leukemia. And she just, this lady's just almost hysterical. And I grabbed her and set her down in a chair. I said, sit down right here, sit down right here. I said, calm down, calm down. I said, I said your baby's fine. I said, listen to me, I decree as a man of God as an apostle of God that God's called me to be in the office God's called me to, I decree your baby will live and not die in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I said, now you just settle down and calm down. Your baby. She said, my baby. I said, no, 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 your baby's fine. I said, your baby's fine. I said, what we need to do is pray for you to calm you down and get you where you can drive a car and get back to the hospital. And she said, would you come, would you come, would you come, please come. And I said, yeah, I'll come. But I said, I'm not going to come right now because she's fine. I said, if she wasn't fine, I'd come right this second. Right. But she's fine. She's healed by the stripes of Jesus. She's well. She's good. She no longer has leukemia. And I said, now, I'll come up there this afternoon. Hallelujah. I said, what time? What time is visiting hours? And she said, and I just did that on purpose. Right, you know? right, right. And I said, what time is visiting hours? So she told me what time visiting hours were. And so I said, I'll be there during visiting hours. And so I contacted a friend of mine, a gentleman who lived there in Guadalajara, a businessman. And, 
and he loved to run around with me. Man, he absolutely, Renee, loved to go places with me because he called me the devil, the devil caster outer, and he called me all kind of things. And he loved to watch me cast out devils, and he loved to watch me pray for the sick, and he's just a businessman, but he absolutely loved to, watch, to go around and watch me do what God called me Hallelujah. to do. And so I called him and said, hey, there's a little girl up here at the hospital, the military hospital, five hospitals have given her up to die. I've decreed that she'll live and not die in the name of Jesus. And I told her, Mom, I'd be up there during visiting hours. How about going with me? He said, oh, I'd love to do that. And so we walked up there at, at, at visiting hours and walked in that hospital room. And Renee, that little girl, nine years old, was sitting up in bed. Oh, wow. Laughing, grinning, bouncing on the bed, playing, talking to her parents and grandparents. And when I walked in the room, her mother just burst back into tears again. Her grandmother burst into tears. The little girl was just happy as a lark, and I mean happy as a hog in a turnip patch. And uh, and her grandmother looked at me and she said, "Brother Terry, said when my daughter, the mother, when my daughter came to your office today, my granddaughter was in excruciating pain. Oh, the nurses and doctors were in here and out of here trying to stop the pain and said there's no hope, there's no help. She's going to die. We're just trying to alleviate the pain. Said it was awful. She was in terrible pain. But she said while my daughter was gone to your office, my little granddaughter became just like you see her now. There's nothing wrong with her whatsoever. The doctors and nurses have been in here ever since, in and out, in and out. They're trying to run all kind of tests. They can't find any clue, any, any trace of her being sick or having leukemia or having cancer. And uh, they want to keep her for a week and run tests. And I said, well, that's okay. Let them keep her for a week. Jesus will stand up to test. There's no problem with that. And so we sat there and I I looked at her in a little bit and I turned around and looked at her mother and I said, I thought she was sick. And her mother (laughs) burst into tears again. You know, she said, oh no, Brother Terry, she's healed. Look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. And so we talked a little bit and we prayed and and we rejoiced and gave God the glory. And, and, uh, the next Sunday, this was this was so cool. The next Sunday, now I was only, I was twenty four years old, right? And I was preaching the next Sunday on, on Sunday morning church, and uh, they were late. I wasn't even expecting them to be at service, but they were late. They came in. I was already in the pulpit preaching, so they had missed the the, the beginning and the praise and the worship and all that. Right, right. And it came in, and I was preaching, and the back door opened with a big big meeting room there there at the Hilton Hotel, the Hilton Hotel in Guadalajara. And uh, the back door opened, and there's that mama and grandma and little girl. Oh. And when that little girl saw me, then I was up on the platform preaching. Yeah. She took off running from the back door, ran all the way down that center aisle, ran up on the platform, and jumped up, up into my arms. My goodness. And I just stood there. And in fact, I'll show you a picture. I've got a picture of it at the office. I'll dig it out. But that, that little girl jumped up in my arms completely healed, completely whole, completely well, miracle. And boy, I tell you, I was grinning from ear to ear, and I, I said, I you, that's a whole lot better than preaching her funeral. No joke. My she interrupted goodness. my sermon, but it was it was worth it. Well, and you know, you started off telling this story about we've got to be ready. Yeah, got to be ready. We've got to be ready to I was just sitting there in my office, Yeah. and she burst in, my baby's dying, and right. I had to jump into action and, and, and get, I mean, get heaven's attention and get hell's attention and take authority. I challenge you to go read. Romans chapter 12, and when you get to verse 11, folks, it says, Never lag in zeal and in earnest endeavor. Be aglow and burning with the Spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoice and exult and hope and be steadfast and patient in suffering and tribulation. In other words, don't let your life distract you. That's right. I mean, no matter what's going on in your life, you're going to still serve God doing a hundred. And it says, be constant in prayer. So with those two verses, 
with those two verses, we have got to realize that, that, that the Lord just wants us, no matter what's going on, to be ready to minister. Be ready all the time. All the time. Be Instant, ready. Instant, in season, and, and out of season. And what we started talking about was be ready to preach the gospel, be ready to meet Jesus, be ready to go up in the air, be ready to minister be all the time. So the, the theme of our podcast today is y'all better be ready. Y'all better be ready. You better be ready to obey God and do what the Lord's calling you to do because we just have a little bit of time to finish this up. We just appreciate you being our partners and being our friends. We appreciate you loving us. Uh, I trust these podcasts minister to you and help you. You know, we've been celebrating all year long. We've been celebrating this is my 50th 50th year year. in uh, in the ministry. Started in 1968 when I was 18 and here it is 50 years later. That's right. And uh, we're just excited about what God's doing. And of course, people have been so kind and gracious. They've sent cards and letters and right. emails and phone calls and texts and people have sent money and sent personal checks and personal right, money and right. and uh, I've got one friend that's really been pushing this thing to, to let's do let's do fifty dollars for fifty years. And right. Just trying right. to get everybody to send me fifty dollars. Fifty dollars. Personally, not to the ministry, but just to, to me. And uh, so I said, well, just knock yourself out. If that's what you want to do, help yourself. If people want to give, they're certainly welcome to. That's them. right. Don't, don't have to at all. But but I tell you what, we do, we, we do covet your prayers as we make these trips uh, back and forth, back and forth across this nation and then uh, on to uh, Malta uh, in November, December. We, we do covet your prayers and to make that a spiritual trip and to help those pastors and bless That's those right. pastors. That's right. To minister the sick. And Malta's a Malta's a biblical nation, you know. And the Bible called it the Isle of Melita, where right. Paul was shipwrecked, uh, and and also put in prison. Also, they had a bunch of miracles there. That's and then right. And they changed it to the Isle of to the name of Malta, and uh, they think that's where the giants come from because they right. just keep digging up these huge skeletons and even dug up one that's femur, right. one thigh bone that was eight foot long. Well, there's a lot of history <clears throat> in that part of the world. God's been trying to get that part of the world to straighten up and serve Him for oh, a long yeah. time. Well, we've got to go for today. We're so glad you're out there listening. We're praying for you that you are doing the will of God, the call of God, and all of the blessings of God and provision of God are just as much for you and your family as they are for anybody else. So we encourage you today to be ready to serve the Lord, be ready to obey God, be ready to meet Jesus, and be ready to obey and do anything the Lord asks you to do. And, uh, you know, it takes wisdom, it takes resources, and God will show you how to do it one step at a time. All right, well, remember, we're at terrymize.com and terrymizeministries.org on our website. And if there's anything we can do to help you, uh, we're there for you. You can call our office, talk to our folks in the office, and then all of our product. We're fixing to roll out some great stuff. So we're looking forward and to hearing Wednesday, from many of just you. Like today, every there's Wednesday, there's a new <laughs> podcast up. We we make them from all over the world. We've made them in airports and uh, right. hotels and, and top of mountains. And oh yeah, <laughs> did one from Machu Picchu, Machu Picchu, uh, in, in Lima, in, in Peru. Well, anyway, we love you bunches. Look forward to being with you again next time. God bless you all. Amen.